hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season two, episode 22, and I'm your host, James Graham. Um, as you'll see alongside me, and for a new kind of direction, down below is Donovan Pines. So, hello down there. Um, first things first, what we've got to do is we've got to take a little message from our show sponsor. So, let's get that underway, and then we'll speak with Donovan and, and ask him quite a few uh, questions. Let's put it that way. Hi, James. Yes, I'm Henry from the MLS UK show. Now, normally I'd come on to the DC United Kingdom podcast to tell you what's happening on the MLS UK show. But we know what's been happening on the MLS UK show because you've been on the show. Uh, you joined us to talk about life after Ben Olsen and whether DC would, would actually, actually win, win a game, game this season. season. You yeah. have, so well done. If you want to watch that interview back, you can find it. Just head to uh, youtube.com forward slash MLS UK show. Subscribe while you're there. And you can also listen on your podcast provider. Just search MLS UK show. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating as well. We don't just talk about DC. We talk about the wider MLS uh, picture from a UK standpoint. So I couldn't put it better myself, even though I just have. Anyway, back to you, James. Well, thank you, Henry, for that little uh, clip there. Um, so please do go and subscribe to them and check out their content and that interview that I did on their last show. So, as I've just said, I've got Donovan Pines with me to set on this show. How how are you doing, Donovan, first of all? You know, I'm doing well. Um, just, you know, here living the dream and uh, just trying to, you know, hopefully win uh, this Saturday. So I'm trying to stay positive and uh, beat Atlanta on Saturday. Indeed get those back-to-back -back wins. I mean, you've just come off back-to-back -back goals. How does that feel? Oh, uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, a thrill of emotion because as a, as a defender, you know, you don't really see a guy scoring, um, I guess, two, in two games in a row. So um, I'm really blessed that I'm able to do that and help my team succeed. And so that's honestly what, you know, I really wanted to do for this team and for this organization. So I'm really blessed that um, I was able to get those two goals and hopefully lead this team in the right direction. Absolutely. I mean, the first goal that you got, I mean, well, let's put it this way. Your first goal was truly, truly was against Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all saw that was a goal and we all loved that celebration of yours. But this, the the one that goes on record, your celebration was a little bit more toned down, I think. Still, oh, still, yeah. Still a bit very happy, but yeah, a little bit more toned down. Was there a particular reason for that? Or was it a bit more shock or? I mean, um, it, it was just, the, you know, uh, luck of the draw. I mean, I was, you know, in the right place at the right time. And, you know, what's kind of kind of weird, I was just, you know, getting, you know, pushed out of the, the play. It was like, you know, a free kick. And I was like, oh, man, I, I should probably just stay here and see what happens. And, of course, something incredible happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, you know, I took a, took a step, put my foot out, beat the keeper, and then I just kicked it home with my left. I said, well, did that just happen? You know, I was freaking out. I honestly was like, I was like this. I was like, Guys, whoa, 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 you know, and you know, it was in, it was incredible. I, I couldn't couldn't believe that I actually, you know, scored another goal for the team and everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just in I'm like like guys, I'm like at first I went like this, I was like, yo, what what happened? So it was, you know, a thrill of emotions and it was it was so great to, you know, get the first goal too, the first goal to get in the lead, uh, for that game. Yeah. And watching back on it and you just seem keeper and you think, What are you doing? What was the, oh I mean, yeah what was the keeper i mean i shouldn't really go I, off on, on about the keepers because yeah. i'm a keeper myself when i when i'm playing oh and yeah so i'm thinking why didn't you just let that go it was it was gone nowhere near the 
No one's a nine. Honestly, I don't want to say anything because you know it is what it is, and I got I got to go on and help my team. So I, yeah. you know, of course, as a player, I feel bad for him in that scenario. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, I got to get the job done. So you know, I did my job, played through the whistle, and you got to play. You know, play until the whistle. So I didn't hear anything. Looked like everybody stopped, but I just kept playing. I was like, all right, let me keep going. You know, and I kicked it in, and that's why I was like, everyone just stopped, and I'm like, you know, and uh, it was just incredible. So. A little question about obviously that that moment where you think did that just happen? Then you get VAR. What's it like on the field when you've scored a goal and then it goes to VAR? All right. Well, you know, to go back from last season, that was yeah. kind of the thing where it held me back from my first goal against Minnesota United, and yeah. I was like, you know, I headed it. It was you know great timing, headed over the keeper, all all those guys, and you know I thought I scored. That's why I celebrated. You know and what was cool was my trainer said, Donovan, I know you're going to score today. I was like, okay, if I score, then I'm going to run straight over to the, you know, sea of black shirts because all all you could see was gray. And so <laughs> as soon as I saw the black shirts of DC United, I said, I got to go over there. And yeah. so, you know, I always, you know, stick to my word. So um, so when that happened, I, you know, I went straight over there, hugged everybody, high-fived everybody. And, you know, but then they said, VAR. And I was like, okay. You know, nothing happened. I don't think I, you know, I jumped over the key. I jumped, you know, yeah. past the keeper. And then, of course, somehow they say someone, you know, impeded his his jump. And it was so slight. Like, there was no yeah. way if he was not impeded that he was going to get to that ball where I jumped. Because I jumped pretty high. And I was like, you know, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'm glad that I was able to get a goal, um, you know, against Philadelphia, against a good Philadelphia side. And then I was able to get one against Cincinnati. So, you know, I pray that I can get another one against Atlanta. And, you know, I'll be ecstatic. And, um, that'd, yeah, that'd be, you know, a blessing <laughs> to behold. No, I, th I think I'd probably do handstands if yeah. I see you scoring a third goal in a row. That'd yeah. be just, ah. Uh. Um, Honestly, James, I'd be, yeah, be crazy. Yeah, it yeah. would. Speaking yeah. of leaping up high, we've had our first question from uh, the live chat on YouTube. Kim Cobb. I mean, I've not mentioned this to you yet, Donny, but he's asked, what's the combined height for this episode? So, you're six foot five, aren't you? Yeah, six, four and a half, six five, yeah. We'll go over six five. We we'll we'll okay. give you that extra half an inch. Okay. I'm six foot ten. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> that, that reaction there, that was priceless. Yeah, I'm six foot ten. No way, James. Yeah. Stand up right now. I mean, you're not gonna. You're, you could. I mean, this is gonna be rude. To, but I mean, I'm gonna stand up and. Okay. Wow. Yep. I see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, all you're seeing is my belt buckle, but you know. Uh, that's no. That shows. You know, I can. I know what you mean. That's 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 bonkers. Yeah. That's so that that would give us a. So what is that? A thirteen foot three. For a combined height. Uh. Quick maths, I think. Yeah, thirteen three. Well, we'll stick at that because I don't want to. We'll mess go it. with that. Yeah. yeah, it is above. It's, yeah. it's close. We'll see. Yeah, but you're not the tallest player in the squad now, are you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. Axel. Axel Soidberg. He beat me six seven. When I saw when I first saw him, I said, I said, who's this guy? You know. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that's our new center back. I said, oh wow, he's left footed. I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. So you so, know. Of course, I did some homework. I'm like, all right, so he's left footed, you know. He played, you know, with Colorado, and I was like, okay. So, you know, I was 
and he's you know he's a great guy you know great player lovely guy great person great attitude so great all around yeah another another big guy too so it's good to have someone who's close in height and can like basically relate to your um you know troubles when you know you're playing soccer at a tall level i guess you could say that yeah it's it's just bonkers to seeing that we've got two towering center backs i want to call it right yeah right so there was a couple, a couple of things that I don't know whether you've seen, um, but in the last two games, you've had the most clearances. Out of oh, all yeah, someone yeah, told me about that. Yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy, too. But um, Now, is that something you want to keep on doing, or would you rather have the lowest amount of clearances and we're just happy keeping clean sheets? Honestly, we just, for me, I just want to win games. I mean, I got to do what I have to do to, you know, stay on the field and keep the ball out of the net, so... And that, you know, either takes me scoring or, you know, getting a clean sheet for the for the team and doing the best that I can for, you know, DC, uh, for the you know, eleven guys on the field. So Yeah. I know it's been a bit of a, a tough season, let's put it that way. I don't think there's any any other words we could use to describe twenty twenty for us. Yeah. Um but there was another stat that I saw that come out as well. You the only second player for us this season to have scored in back to back games. Oh wow. Do you want to know who the other player is? Um, on our team? On our team, yeah. Uh, Ola Kamara. I think I think it was Fred Breon. Oh, really? Yeah. That's deep. I mean, there was there was a, a bit of a gap between the two goals because you right. had the game against Inter Miami, mm-hmm. but then the MLS is back tournament Toronto. I do, oh, that's right. That is right. Yeah. yeah. That was a long stretch, but I do I do remember that. That is. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So two centre backs are the only players who've scored in back to back games. Right. And then we have a right back who scored the game winner. Oh, honestly. That I mean, Chris Adubiachem's goal. I I was close to tears seeing really? that happen. Honestly. I mean, obviously what he's been through. Mm-hmm. I how how was everyone's reaction when that went in? Because as a right back flying up that side of the pitch after and scoring in a rebound. That was a proper poacher's effort. Right. I mean, you know, everything kind of went well in that scenario because, you know, Moses won the ball or Ola got it. Moses got it. Then he played Kevin in. And if you don't, if you hear the video, I scream. I'm like, shoot, shoot, you know, and Kevin shoots the ball, you know, the flex set this way. And Chris is right there to hit it in. And I'm like, there it is. I, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like this because, I was so happy that, you know, Chris scored and then Kevin got like maybe a, an assist. So, you know, a lot of a lot of good things happened in that, you know, in that scenario to get that final goal. And, you know, it was great to see Chris getting that. And I was you know, trying to spin as fast as I can. And then I had to jump over the board, you know, get in the get in the huddle. And it was it was just a great, you know, just a great goal all around. I was, there's so much happiness in the air and I was so proud of him. Um, and it was just great. I think everybody was super proud you just hear Dave Johnson yeah. commentating as well you can hear the emotions running through everyone yeah yeah it was absolutely fantastic right I want to start getting through some of these questions I've been asking every player that I've had on recently the getting to know DCU questions mm-hmm. so got quite a few we're going to run through them okay. first question is how long have you been a professional soccer player for I guess, you know, two years. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that 
the, the few, first few questions going to be nice and easy for you. Okay, that's good. I was like, okay, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And the next question, I hope you can get this one right, but which was the first team that you represented? Oh, Loud and United. There we go. Um, and the next one is even probably even easier. How long have you been at DC United for? Uh, for DC United, the first team, or overall the whole organization? Let's go with both. So how long have you been with the first team for? Okay, so you know I'm 22 now. So first team, two years. So, you know, two years. Um, yeah. And then in the academy, I started when I was 14. So from 14 okay. all the way up to, you know, when I was, you know, 20. And then I was in the under-23s with DC United in the summer. So we would play, like, USL teams and all that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I – then I signed my contract at, after my junior year of college from Maryland. And so there's, there's been a few uh, players from Maryland, hasn't there? Uh, yeah, just a few, you know. I mean, it was, I think it was what, you, Chris Seitz. Yep. Uh, who else was there? Chris Adui, was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a fourth. I'm trying to think it was. You can say, you can say, uh, Patrick Mullins, when he was here. Really? And, and Taylor Kemp. Ah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I'm missing anyone else. I'm sure I'm sure there was four in that game against Cincy. Oh, then Cincy. So me, Sites, Adoy. I think it was just three. It was just three. Was it just a three? Yeah, it was just three. Ah, I know Joe Jow on the other team, he, he's just from the DMV area. So Maryland. Ah, okay. Yeah. Fair. Right. So next question, might you might have to start getting your thinking cap on. So what makes DC United special to you? Ooh, okay. that's a deep one. It is a deep one. Go on deep early. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, to start off, it was you know my first, we'll say you know academy team to play for. That's a professional club, and. Yeah. You know, and there's, you know, ties to the academy to, you know, get into the first team. And also, it was my first professional game I went to was a DC United, you know, the first professional soccer game was a DC United game. And, you know, from the point where I was, I think, 15 and I was a ball boy, and I will never forget, I think there was a video, though, uh, Sam Sam Leg, he uh, showed it to me. He's like, is this you, Donnie? And it's me behind the goal. And it's me and ending the heart gets the ball and he takes a touch and rips it and I'm behind the goal and then we're at RK Stadium and I'm like and, <laughs> and so like I was it was it was probably one of the coolest moments of my life and from there on I was like I want to go you know I want to go pro for this team so um you know it was a really eye-opening kind of experience and uh gateway into something that I really wanted in my life um, at that time it's awesome I mean we all can remember our first games that we ever went to. Um, mm-hmm. Mine's a little bit, a little bit further back than yours. I was four years. It was on my fourth birthday. Okay. Um, Middlesbrough versus Oxford United back in the days when we had our old stadium, Ayrson Park, which was all basically everywhere we're standing. It was made out of wood, and it was a great game. We I think we won four two, and one of our star striker at the time, John Hendry, scored a hat trick, and that is one of my earliest memories wow is memories going to go into that game and that's one of the reasons why i'm a Middlesbrough fan because it was the first game i ever went to 
probably was nuts. Probably the crowd was going crazy, and you were like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit smaller back then. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, that's but crazy. Uh, that was, and I remember the days when Jaime Moreno used to play for us as well. Yeah, and, then and that's, then. that is the reason why I support DC United. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's a, it's a nice little link that one. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. So, next question for you, Donny, is your squad number number twenty three. Mm-hmm. Did you choose it, and if so, why did you choose that number? Okay, um, that's a good question. So, basically, I couldn't choose. You know, I didn't. I couldn't choose the number that I wanted in college because everyone chose that on the team. Okay. But, um, I think someone else chose, I think someone else was 21. Um, and, you know, the next number that I thought was, you know, pretty cool was 23. So, um, you know, I, you know, a lot, a lot of famous players, you could say were that number, um, incredible players. And um, I just felt like uh, I, w- I would like to represent, um, you know, the number 23. But also, I think a lot of the homegrowns, I think Ian Hartz, if I wasn't mistaken, I think he was 23. Nice. Um, I think you're right yeah. on that one. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I wanted to wear that just in honor, just you know, another homegrown that I admired uh, growing up as well, um, and I admired his game, his game because I think he also played at um, in college at I think Wake Forest. I'm not sure. So um, okay, yeah. So I just wanted to honor him in, in that aspect as well, and just you know, homegrown in general. So I just wanted to pick that number. Nice. So this is going to lead on to. I'm going to trail off a little bit before we go back to these questions, but one of the fan questions was um, from one of the group members in Woodbridge, and they asked, do you have any interaction with our first ever number 23, which was Eddie Pope? That's a great, that's another, that's a great question, because I can tell you this, that, you know, my agency is, you know, Octagon, and um, Eddie Pope is my agent, essentially, so I have two agents, and Eddie's what? one of them. So, um, and I can tell you this, uh, not to give too much information, but, you know, I, I went through a lot of agencies and I wanted to choose someone who would represent me as, you know, uh, who I am as a person and, yeah. you know, as a defender and who can really help me excel and hopefully get to the next level. And I thought, you know, Eddie was a perfect um, candidate for that. And uh, I really, you know, I admired him as a person and how he talked um, and introduced himself and just, he was just a great person to meet. And so I really admired him playing for DC and um, I'm really blessed that he's my uh, agent at the moment. So wow. to answer that, yes, I, I've met him. <laughs> That's amazing. That, 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 I was expecting just like a couple of conversations, maybe sort of a text, but not an agent. Oh, uh, I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you this. Um, when I was in, so when I was 18, I was with the 23s and we played Southampton. And we okay. played, yeah, we played Southampton at um at RFK. It was like a, a closed door game. Um, right. And yeah, and so you know, I got to play the last ten minutes. So it was pretty cool. Van Dyke was in, and he's one of my admi- you know I admire too. And so that, that a lot of you know famous people were in that we were playing against, and it was pretty cool to play against them. And who was in the audience was Eddie Pope, and you know, of course, I didn't know this at the time. And then my mom uh, was talking to him, and I think Bruce Arena was there too. Even though it was a closed door game, there was a lot of you know people yeah. in there. Um, but um, Eddie talked to my mom, and you know that was when I was eighteen uh, or seventeen or eighteen or something. And you know he kept following me as I 
you know, progress through soccer, college, um, all that overseas. And, you know, uh, he kept tabs on me, and which I appreciated. And I wanted to stay loyal to him. So, uh, you know, I went with him as well. That is absolutely awesome to hear that. Right. We're going to go back to the questions. So, here we go. So, if you could play alongside anyone from the past or the present, who would it be and why? Past or present. I probably, I mean, I would want to play with Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty cool, you know, experience to, to, you know, play with him and be alongside him and dominate the back line um, and just be, just, just be cool, you know, and yeah. uh, I think that would be awesome. Also, I admired um, Rio Ferdinand um, for England. So yeah. uh, I like, I like watching him as well. Uh, so I, I guess that's two. I was going to say a third one, but. We're gonna we're gonna stick with two, are we? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, next question. Again, this is gonna be a little bit of a thinking cap question. Who would be in your fantasy six aside team? Oh, it's a good one. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's start in goal. Okay, in goal. Yep. Who's it gonna be? Mm, Oliver Kahn. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that choice. I like that. Okay, so six, six aside. Six aside. So I'll do the same which I've done with others. Is two defenders. Yeah. Okay. Two defenders. And then three attacking players. Okay. Um, I guess yeah. I'll pick Van Dyke in the middle. Um, yep. And you get Probably uh, Gattuso, um, Italian Ooh. player. Oh, a bit of aggression in there. Yeah. So, you know, being also versatile on maybe the attack, but also very, you know, stuck. Yeah. In uh, I like that. Okay, so now I'm at, so I need three more players, right? So, so we need we need three attacking players. Okay, so up top, I probably would have Pele and uh, probably Ronaldinho on the right. And Ooh. I'll be Neymar. Fair. Yeah. There we go. So, Khan and Goal, Van Dyke, Gattuso, Pelé, Neymar, and Ronaldinho. I like that. I might switch. I'm trying to switch maybe Neymar with with somebody else. Ooh. But, um, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not set in stone right now. Yeah. It's not set in stone. But that was a good, that was a good question that caught me off guard, so... I never really thought of a six-a-side squad. The only reason I put that in there is because that's what I play. I play six-a-side. Oh, okay. So, and yet, wait, as I mentioned, six for ten. The goals are pretty much this high. Yeah, you must. <laughs> yeah. I'll go, I'll, go the, I'll go the full hog. So, when, when if we concede a penalty, I think I've only ever, I think we've conceded quite a lot of penalties in six-a-side. Okay. But, I've only actually conceded one goal from penalties. Wow. I, I, I'm pretty proud of the record. That's all I do is I go down on my knees. It it throws them off. Because you're probably your wingspan. Yeah. yeah that's, you just protect the whole freaking goal. That's that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great idea. I, it's a shame that we can't, we're not able to play six aside at the moment because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what... Ooh. It's been about seven, seven, eight months since I've last played. 
dang really yeah that's how bad it's been over here that's right they, they stopped doing it i mean granted i had my my uh, son back in march so i oh, took okay. a bit of time off from it there's obviously to look after him congratulations thank you very much and then lockdown kicked in 10 11 days later so we were on full lockdown couldn't do anything and then because of the way we, where we play is on a school field yeah so protect the kids and things like that they've not reopened so still waiting still, still waiting everything's virtual yeah I, at the moment it is right so moving on to the next question okay what's the greatest goal you've ever seen and this uh, could be in person or on tv i'll allow it either yes bro. okay you think uh, let me think here oh okay all right um yep. okay world cup i think it was when was the last world cup 2018 2018 yep okay benjamin pavard volley oh yes I was sitting there, you know, eating some nachos with some friends. And yep. we, were, we were about to play, I think, soccer that day. But, you know, we wanted to watch the game first. So we're watching yep. the game. And then, like, all right, we're going to – after, you know, like 15 minutes, like, all right, let's go. I'm like, no, no, let's finish. Let's watch, uh, you know, French uh, the, French, uh, the French play. Like, okay, yep. okay. And then, you know, I see Benjamin Pavard hit this strike. And I said, woo, we got to finish this game. And we got to finish this game. Because it was crazy. I've never seen, like, that was just a technique on command, beautiful strike. And I was just like, man, you can't, you can't script that. That was just, you know, just beautiful. Oh, it it didn't make me cry, crisp. but, yeah, it was crisp. It was pretty, it pretty, was right. pretty nuts. So, I'm going to move on to the greatest goal you've been a part of. What was the question? Sorry. What is the greatest goal you've been a part of? Oh no! I was gonna say the Wayne Rooney one where he hit oh. it from, from half field. Yes. Yeah, I was you can that. use that one if you want because I'm oh, okay. that all day. Yeah, because that was nuts. I was like, because you know what's crazy? Like I've learned, you know, a good amount of stuff from Wayne, but yeah. you know, he's so you know diverse in the way he plays. He loves hitting that long ball every time in training. He loves to hit it, and yeah. you know, sometimes that training. He would just, I'll be like getting a ball and then he'd be like, Dom. And I'm like, and he just hits, he just pings one straight into my feet. I'm like, and it does it again. It's just, it's, it's exactly perfect. And I'm like, this guy's unreal. But, you know, in the game, I can tell when he's about to hit the ball at, you know, that same trajectory and pace. And I'm like, oh, dude, he's, he's looking up. And when he, as soon as he looked up, I said, he's hitting this. Yeah. Straight, perfect past the keeper. And I'm like, and then I'm looking. I'm looking at Griff. I'm like, <laughs> and then you know we hug. We're like, oh, you know, we were like hugging. It was pretty. It was it was pretty surreal. You know, I couldn't. It was unbelievable. I was, that was sick to be be a part of. Even though I was on the bench, but I was really you know thankful that I was there. Yeah, I remember remember that, and I remember the next day. So over here in the UK, mm -hmm. you don't really hear the commentary of dave johnson or anything like that because major league soccer it's it's not it's growing mm -hmm. and i like to think i'm helping that along right but 
to hear, I was out in a restaurant having Sunday lunch, I think it was, and I just hear Dave Johnson going, oh, it's in the net. It's in the net. Oh my God, someone's actually watching the Wayne Rooney goal. I'm thinking, that is that that was just absolutely insane because that goal went worldwide very very quickly. It was, it's yeah, it's unreal. Like you don't see that, you know, anywhere. Premier League, like come on now, that's, that is like a once. That's a once in a lifetime. If you see that in person, yeah. that's just like you're. That's a treasure. You know, you will remember that for yeah. you know your whole life. So it was unbelievable. It, it was. I didn't like I said. It was just just a hero. I was, and I was just nudging the wife. I'm like, <laughs> someone's watching DC. Right, right. Um, yeah, okay. Carry on. I was just saying, like, you see that over there? DC United. Yeah. Oh, it, it warmed my heart. Um, we've had a, another question come in on the live chat um, from Kim Kolb. And he asks, what was the Wayne Rooney experience like for a young player like you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, going into it, First, the first I met him was at this indoor facility at like the St. James, it's like, you know, indoor facility in uh, in Virginia. And, you know, of course my jitters, I'm just like, okay, I want to meet Wayne Rooney, all right. <laughs> first practice, you know, and you know, I had to calm down, you know, and I, I was like, hello, Mr. Rooney. He's like, you know, just call me Wayne, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, from then on, and, you know, it was, it was you know, it was really, he was just a nice guy and, you know, communicate with anybody. He's, he's, you know, down to earth and probably the nicest player I've ever met, you know, generally. And uh, he's a really cool guy. Super, super funny. He's hilarious. Like, he's probably the funniest player I've I've ever, you know, been, like, talked to and just joked around with. Like, he's hilarious. Um, but I will never forget that first practice session. Um, he's like, you know, we're playing a possession uh, drill and I have to defend him because I'm a defender. So I'm mm. uh, playing a possession drill and it's like basically, you know, defense and then uh, the attackers for him are going this way. So I'm defending this way. So they're going. Yeah. So um, I'm defending him and he's like, all right, Don, just be careful. All right. Watch this. And so I'm like, all right. So, you know, I'm watching Wayne and he's really good at no look passes and just, you know, knowing where someone is going in behind and, you know, I've never seen this. I he checks in, and I'm like, okay, I got him. I see the guy gonna play Wayne, and Wayne takes another step. Guy plays it in, and he knew a guy was running in, like behind me somewhere at like a perfect angle. And I was like, okay, I, I don't think he's gonna put. I don't think he's gonna get that ball off. Somehow he just he, the director trajectory of the ball of how he just flicked it with his right foot when the ball was coming to him. I could not figure out how he did that, and I couldn't see it because. He's actually a big guy, so he he like he's like a you know girthy guy, and so I couldn't yeah. see. I was like, holy, and you know they got a point because it was like the final, and I was like, he, I was like, how did he do that? And then Wayne's just like, you see that Don, and I'm just like, yes, I. And I I couldn't say it because I was like, well, I gotta you know keep playing because you know that's just one point. I gotta keep playing the game, but that was that was pretty nuts when I saw that. Like, like this guy's you know of the upper echelon of players I've ever played against. He's incredible. So, going off that then, onto the next one, what made you decide to actually then become a pro soccer player? Because I've said it before, um, in the States, soccer isn't the number one sport. Right, so what yeah. what made you go down that route? Yeah, I mean, 
could go in depth pretty deep here. Uh, okay. We'll just say, um, basically, I played basketball in high school. I played soccer in high school. Um, I did a lot of sports growing up. But, you know, I love soccer because I think I could dominate that more. And you know, I, I was really competitive in that sport. But, you know, I'm playing basketball. But, you know, there's other guys as, you know, James over here, who's 6'7", 6'8", and 6'10", and I'm playing basketball. You know, I'm playing JV basketball. And a guy and all the other team is dunking the ball. And I'm yeah. like, my team is, you know, 14 years old, 15. And we can't even, we're just doing layups. And the whole other team is dunking the ball in layups and doing alley-oops. And I'm just like, like, what the heck is going on? Like, and, you know, I real and once you, once you get dumped on, it makes you feel like, you know, like bad. So I, you know, I said, okay. And also I played in like this, uh, you know, semifinals, state semifinal um, in Maryland. And I had to guard their best player. I was coming, it was, uh, it was varsity. I got pulled up the varsity, sorry. But I got pulled up the varsity, had to guard their best player um, at the end of the game because our best player fouled out. They inbound the ball to him. And, you know, I'm a good defender. So I put my hands up as, you know, high as possible. He yep. gets it, does a fadeaway and scores. And the whole crowd goes crazy. And at that moment, I'm like, you know, I don't think this is the sport for me. So, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I'm just going to stick to soccer and see how that goes. So, you know, I focused on soccer. I was in the pre-academy when I was a freshman in high school. Then I went to the academy, um, yep. sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. And so I couldn't play any more high school sports. So that was the case. And, you know, uh, going into college, uh, I was, you know, at Maryland. And I really wanted to, you know, play for Maryland, do well there. But I knew I had to, you know, work my way into the team because the uh, the starters when I was a freshman, they were all senior. So mm. it's going to be hard to start over senior. So I had to know my role. I said, okay, I'm going to work hard in training, prepare these guys for the game. And, you know, we were number one in the nation for that whole year. Uh, so we were doing, yeah, we were doing really well. Um, and, you know, we got really far and then we lost against, you know, a team in the um, – NCAA tournament that it was actually this goes into another story it was actually Julian Gressel's team so oh. played, yeah so we played we played Providence and it was Julian Gressel's team because he's I think three or four years older than me so um, he you know he was playing on that team I was a freshman he was a senior and I think he scored that game basically that game was unbelievable I've never seen a game like that like it's some of the goals defy the yeah. laws of physics because there was so much wind. <laughs> So some of those goals, there was like 5-4. And then I came into the game at the end to try to get one back. I was like, I was kind of confused. I'm like, why are you putting, you know, a defender in in the last five minutes? So it was kind of interesting. So, uh, but, you know, I you know did what I was told. I tried to get one back, but, you know, we ended up losing the game. It was, it was tough. But um, from then on, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep getting better, keep trying to start on the team. And, you know, I, I started to start my sophomore, then my junior year. And then we won the national championship. And I felt like, you know, I did everything possible at Maryland. You know, I won a national championship. I won the Big Ten tournament, won the Big Ten regular season. And, you know, I felt like I think I was ready to make my transition to a professional player. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, um, let's see uh, you know, my options. So um, I wanted to see if, you know, if I wanted to go overseas or mm -hmm. if I wanted to stay local. And, you know, I had some trials lined up uh, after the season, after my junior year uh, season in the fall to go overseas for some trials. And then, you know, of course, when I'm about to go, I'm about to head out, head over there the next day, DC United calls, hey, we want to sign you. And I'm like, okay, all right. So then I, you know, quickly got an agent 
yeah. um, that week and then, you know, talk to them about all this stuff and then I signed. So. Wow. So are you able to elaborate on who those trials were with? Um, I think, I'm not sure if it's in like, you know, the, the news or anything, but I know it was, one was QPR. Um, wow. yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. It's it's just yeah. because when we played, um, we me at Maryland, we played in the spring. We went to England. And we played uh, what's that called? Connors Key, which is like a Welsh team. Yes, um, I do know of. I yes, know of we, them. We yeah. played them. We beat them, and then we played Leicester City, and we beat them. So we did really well. And then we played Queens Park Queens Park Rangers, yeah. and you know I did really well against Queens Park Rangers because I had to defend their. Um, you know what they say it was like their main guy their 2.5 million dollar striker yeah. and um you know i shut him down and you know i did really well and um they were really shocked how well i did on him so um, they 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 were really interested so yeah. uh, they actually I, yeah so that's that's kind of the reason why but uh yeah that was yeah. that's that's awesome Again, yeah pretty cool, awesome yeah. it's you're right cool um, right, so moving away from on the field to off the field, what hobbies do you have outside of soccer? Now, I know we've spoken about a couple of things before we went live, but yeah. what kind of things do you get to get to do when you're off the off the field? I mean, yeah, since you know, since COVID's kind of like putting a burden on things, it's kind of hard to go out and venture out into the world because I'm more of a you know nature guy because I studied biology in college, so. Uh, yeah. I like, you know, nature and, you know, biology, uh, ecology, all that stuff. So I really like, you know, going on hikes, um, being out in nature, just, you know, just learning, you know, in general. So I really enjoyed that. And I took, I took a Mandarin Chinese for, you know, about, you know, three and a half years in high school. So I wanted to, I wanted to continue that in college, but yeah. the biology and soccer was kind of hard to balance that. So I, I honestly would get you know, depressed. That you know you need free time, you need to have fun. So um, I, I needed to you know have fun. So I couldn't do that. But right now I'm trying to keep learning uh, Mandarin Chinese and uh, you know just on my own and stay in tune with that. Um, sometimes you know I read and sometimes I hang out with uh, some of some of the college guys uh, from Maryland too. So, yeah. Yeah. so I noticed in the press conference today that you were on that you. Uh, doing some mandarin chinese because i was going to bring that up and i'm oh really yeah i didn't know okay. you i forgot i said that I <laughs> yeah i noticed it over on the uh the tried and true uh twitter account and i was just like uh, i've got to i've got to remember to mention that on the show later um so quick question mm -hmm. do you cook at all uh sometimes so like bas basically if i go shopping like what I have now, usually I cook pasta. Um, okay. pasta uh, that's that's usually my go-to. Marinated chicken um, with like some lemon pepper, um, some seasoning, um, and then usually I have you know regular marinara sauce with the pasta, or I'll go with um, pesto sauce, or mm. you know if I want to mix it up, I'll go Alfredo. Uh, but okay. those are my main dishes. Uh, that's what I usually cook, but I don't cook as much since. Um, I'm close by to my parents because my parents uh, live at the uh, at the Maryland house, the president's house, if you will. So, okay. yeah, so they because my dad is like the president. So 
he uh so they you know they they live there and so they cook for me if, if i want to get you know something to eat so um, nice. of course i'd rather have my mom's cooking instead of <laughs> my cooking so that's that's what it boils down to fair um so if you were stranded on a desert island we're going down this route now and you could only have one album to listen to, what would it be? What? I know, with no streaming what? services on this desert island, it's one album and one album only. Oh, man. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be, I think, Drake's album, uh, Take Care. Okay. I'm a, I'm a more of an R&B kind of guy. I like rap, but, you know, I listen to any genre, but... Um, I think it's that album because that's it's pretty it's pretty deep out album. It's, there's a lot of good songs on it, so uh, I think I think that one because you know there's some maybe intense songs but some you know slow vibes just get you chill and so it's probably one of my favorite albums. Fair. This isn't on my list of questions, but I'm gonna go the, go down this route. Mm -hmm. So when you're in training and things like that, or you're in the gym, what do you listen to? Do you have like a pumped up? playlist or anything like that is there any particular songs that you generally have on to be honest i'm the one who's playing most of the music when i'm in because i'll tell you this so basically in our locker room at the moment because of covid we are in three different parts so there's like the main locker room mostly yep. the older guys are in there and then um me and the the young guys are in the visitor locker room and then mm -hmm. um the, so the, the rest of the guys are you know in, in another one yep. and so um Basically, I, I have my speaker. I bring that in, and then you know I just pump tunes every morning to pump the guys up for practice. And so that'll be maybe you know reggaeton, maybe that'll be um, you know urban Latino, or maybe um, you know some rap, or occasionally uh, you know Burner Boy. So I'll, I'll play some okay. Burner Boy and some uh, UK rap. So it's I mix it up because I I have a lot of playlists. So because um, I like music, so I, I mix it up for people who. You know, I'm like, okay, guys, what do you guys want to listen to? And then I'm, you know, make that playlist for them. Nice. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be talking a little bit more about locker room music later in the questions. So okay. Okay. get your thinking cap on that one as well. Right. Um, so before we do some quick fire questions, last question on this list is, what is one thing fans don't know about you? Uh, <laughs> A lot of people don't know I took the Chinese. That was the one. Yeah, that's probably it because I don't think anybody knew about that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another one. Let's see. Uh, maybe if I have a pet turtle. Yeah. 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 Uh, what What is your pet's t What What is the turtle's name? Oh, Jeffrey. Jefford. Jeffrey. 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 Oh, Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey the turtle. Yeah. Call him. I call him Jeff. That's how long have you had him for? Oh yeah, it's been like probably been six years. Wow. Yeah, he's getting pretty big. Um, I can't I can't let him out in the wild because it's illegal. So. Um, Is it? Yeah. It's, oh. it, yeah. So it's I think it's an invasive species to um, to Maryland. I think it's oh, native nice. uh, more up north. So I I think uh, yeah. So I gotta I gotta be careful. Well, I do. I let him out the out the um, the tank sometimes, so I can you know clean it, so he can get some fresh air. Of course, do what he wants. Now here's a little little fact about the little town that I live in. There's a turtle that goes on out on walks. Really? 
like how like a big one like a big a, a oh big yeah one. yeah okay okay that's like like a yeah, tour it's it's it was bizarre because you just literally you, you can be driving down the road or walking down the high street and then you just see this turtle you're like oh heck. man it's amazing absolutely oh, amazing that's so awesome that'll probably yeah. make your day like there he is yeah there's the turtle he's just like you know of the turtle and you think yeah oh, i want to see the turtle i want to see him and then you see him walking down like, you yeah, that's him that's yeah. him I'm trying to remember his name again. It's got a female name, oh. but it's a male. And I'm like, I can't remember the name. Oh, that's going to... That's good. Would you say it's it's a male, but it has a female name? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. That's funny. That but is... how you distinguish, you know how you distinguish if it's a, a male or female is by, like, the underbelly. So okay. I think, yeah, if it's curved at the bottom of the chest, like the plate, hmm. uh, at the bottom, if you, if you turn it over... I think if it's curved, I think that's a female, and if it's straight, I think that's a male. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I could have switched. Yeah, but that that is it, it's the curved belly. That is how you know. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you want to be careful, if you want to be that guy, turn it over. <laughs> well, okay. there we go. I think we've all learned something new there. So, we're going to move on to some quick fire questions. So it's this or that, and I want the answer fairly quickly. Okay. So your first one is Ronaldo or Messi? Uh, Ronaldo. Oh, I think you're the second player to have said that now. It's been mainly Messi. Okay. Beating the Red Bulls or winning MLS Cup? MLS Cup. Nice. Soccer or football? Soccer. Ooh. I mean, of course, you're American, so you're going to call it soccer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Do you call it shutout or clean sheet? Clean sheet. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I've never understood why people people call it shutout. No, I, I think it's I like saying clean sheet. Let's get this clean sheet. Yeah. And the next one. Dave Johnson or Devin McTavish? Dave Johnson. Hey. There we go. Sorry, Devin. It's you've not got anyone yet. Bless him. It's always Dave Johnson. It's always Dave. Yeah. Right. He is an absolute amazing commentator. It's, it genuinely makes watching games just take it to that next level. Because I just always remember when I was younger, I would always hear, "It's in the net! It's in the net!" And I'm like, "Who's that guy? Yeah. Who's that guy saying that?" Like, oh, that's Steve Johnson. Like, oh, he's cool. He is such an awesome guy. And I just remember again, I've said this before on the show when he was on last year. He was just such a, a lovely guy, great yeah, to talk great. to. Mm-hmm. And he's got so many stories and he's just always got time for everyone. And I don't know how the heck he keeps up with everything on over on Twitter. Oh. Because he is always all over it. He's doing so much really? work and things like that. And it's just like, how have you actually got time in your day to look at your phone, go on Twitter, really? not just like and retweet, but actually reply to people as well. It's just That's impressive. Yeah, that's... It is, it is very impressive. I don't know how he does I, it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have Twitter. I just have Instagram. But I didn't. That was only this year, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I just got one, um, like five months ago. Uh, since is it only that long. Say what? Is it only been only five months? I think maybe six. Because huh? it was one the beginning of of quarantine. 
Uh, mm. So some something like that. So yeah. So so why haven't you been on social media then? Is it just something that you've instinctively yeah. avoided or? Just, just never you know, what, I, what I know about it in general, just uh, just to stay focused because I wanted to focus on soccer and school. So mm-hmm. I didn't want any outside source trying to bug me or I just wanted to, you know, just focus on what I needed to focus on to get to where I wanted to be. Um, and then uh, it's just like there's so much drama that goes on on social media that I don't need to have in my life that yeah. I don't need to worry about. So I don't want, you know, all that stuff in the back of my head when I need to study for uh, organic chemistry final or whatever, you know, so I, there's no need to have that bothering me. There's, and that was that was kind of my uh, perceived, you know, notion of uh, social media. I know it can be really, you know, very good, very good circumstances. But for me, I just wanted to. I did one thing could lead to another, so I just wanted to focus on, you know, soccer and school. Uh, that's that's a, that's a a very good head you've got on there, because I know so many people will just be like, it's just something you can put on your phone and just sign up, and then it becomes an addiction. And yeah. Same thing with just, TikTok. Oh, don't, don't. That stuff is, that eats oh. you. You leave, you watch one video and then 20 minutes later, you're just like, you know, it's I it's know, amazing. It's amazing. I know a couple of lads at work who just spent pretty much all day on it because sometimes there's not many customers who come into our shop and <laughs> it's just, oh, oh, how are you spending so much time? I've got yeah better things to be doing. Right, right. So I that's, that's so just because I'm old as well. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> For my my parent, my mom, she's like, "Have you seen this this TikTok guy who holding cranberry juice and riding down this hill, uh, listening to like this Fleetwood Mac song?" Um, and I'm like, "No." And then she showed me a bit. I'm like, "Mom, how did you get this?" Uh, my friend showed it to me. I'm like, "Man, even my mom knows about TikTok." Oh. You know it's bad when your parents are on TikTok. That's that's when I, I said, Dad, you do not get a TikTok. That's that's it. This stuff is funny because I send my dad some funny like you know yeah. uh, you know videos of Denzel Washington and like little uh, like snippets from his movies because he's yeah. a big Denzel Washington and he just you know he cracks up laughing. Of course he's like, where is this from? Oh, TikTok, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna get this. I'm like, no, don't get that. Don't get. It. You know. Uh, it was. It was- it was when my parents first came onto um, Facebook and mm. oh my camera's just gone there apologies for that and we're back um, and when they first went on there I was like oh no and then uh, parents mum dad if you're listening I'm sorry it's all the liking that you do of the photo I mean granted they like the photos of my son so I can't argue with that okay okay I'm a parent, my mum, she does share my DC UK stuff, so thank you for that. There's just some things. Right, right. The, the, the parents, they're just looking out for me. I mean, they do live mm, 230 miles away. Oh, wow. Okay. So I can't argue too much. And at the moment, they're in even more stricter lockdown than what I am down here, so. Where are they? Uh, so they're in the northeast. So they're in. So they're by Middlesbrough. Okay. Um, and over here in the UK, they've introduced three different tiers of lockdown, up for England anyway. Oh, wow. And it's just confusing as hell. Yes. Liverpool are in the highest tier, so they're having it bad at the moment. They can't go to the pub. 
They can't go to any hospitality sort of setting. They can't mix households, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Wow. Yeah. Um, however, in the Northeast at the moment, they're allowed to mix households, but only outdoors up to a maximum of six people. So That's crazy. That's too much. That's a lot yeah. of... It's a lot of rules and a lot of confusion, and it got to, it's got to the point where there's a village. Now, I only found out this, I think it was either last night or this morning, there's a village in sort of just below the northeast mm-hmm. that is in two different tiers of lockdown because of a stream. I'm not kidding. It's literally a stream that's divided this village in two. One side's in one tier, and the other side's in, in a higher tier, which is like, what yeah there's too there it, that's stressful yeah i'm not gonna get into politics of all that because that's what it is right i'm just gonna stay oh. out of that because that's that's the safer thing to do mm-hmm. we're talking about football here so let's get back onto football chat um, this is the locker room stuff now and you know i said get your thinking a cap on about the music okay the first question is, who's got the worst taste in music? Probably, uh, maybe Moses. Yeah? Yeah. Because he doesn't, I remember he played two songs, I'm like, bro, what is, we're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and then we had to change the song. What, what, what is his style of music then? I don't know, you know, I I only heard two songs, so, but he, he, he likes different types of music. But okay. those two songs, I was like, it was like uh, some, I think it was like a reggaeton song. But I just, we, we weren't feeling it at the time. So I was like, what, what, what do we listen to? And then Griffin's like, yo, we're changing this. We're changing this. <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah. He's only young. Exactly. I was like, it, it is what it he'll, he, it, it was just a funny time. I don't know. But he's, he's good. He'll, he'll, he'll get there. Yeah. yeah um, no 16. So- Carry on. Yeah, 16 years old. You know, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's got plenty of time to listen to some more music. Some, I'm going to put out that some classic rock. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, classic rock alternative. You know, uh, do you know uh, Tame Them Paula? Yes, I do know of them. Not, not my, not, I do like rock music in general. Um, yeah. To be honest, I've not really listened to much of uh, Tame Impala, but. Generally, while tend to go, I do like a few guys, and they're probably not that big over that pendulum. No, I haven't heard of them. So they're more sort of drum and bass, okay. um, dubstep, that kind of style. Okay, that is that's one to get onto. Um, they've, they've had a bit of time out of music. Gotcha. I think about five or six years, and they've just come back this year. So I'll put that. Like that yeah, I'll, I'll write that down. My, uh... Work that onto your playlist. Yeah. Um, so, who's the funniest in the dressing room right now? So you've said Wayne Rooney before, but currently, who is the funniest? Um, probably either Fisher, uh, O'Neill Fisher, or Yamil Assad. Yeah? yeah, Yamil's not someone who's come up before on the show. Oh, well, sometimes you just gotta catch him, and it's just like he's funny. Oh, who's oh no? Okay, I it's top three. I think. Okay, so we got okay. Fisher, Junior, and Yamil. Oh, okay. Junior's low key. He's, he's funny. He's he's a funny guy. Nice. There we go. That that is two players that 
I've not come up. Uh, O'Neill's come up before. Okay. But not Junior or Yamil. There we go. Next one is one of my favorite questions because it always brings out a great answer. Who's got the worst fashion sense? Uh, I feel like I was I was named on this one. You haven't. Say? You've not been wow. named. Okay. You you've got away with this one. Wow, that's deep. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone say um, Eric Sorga yet? Literally everyone. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so then we'll go with him. I'm not gonna say me. We're gonna say him. I love how you said yourself though. What? Because I, I struggled in, the, in my rookie season. And then I was like, all right, I got to find some, you know, clothes that fit my arms and just like sleep, you know, to my body, like, you know, a shirt like this, you know, just like the fits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, had to, I had to step my game up because I think, I think uh, last year Durkin said it was me. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay, man, I, I see, you know, I got to, I got to work on that. So. You know, for game days, I kind of stepped it up a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the thing that everyone said about Eric is his fashion sense is loud and out there. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense the stuff that he has, and uh, when he comes to practice with, I'm like, wow. And it's just yep. it's, it's correlated, you know. It's Matt, you know. You just know it's either a tracksuit or just you know, wow. And it was a photo that I seen the other day. I think it might have been from the previous game. Um, he was wearing all white. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember that photo. Backstreet Boys. Oh! <laughs> 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 I, hey, that's that's coming for you, man. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, bless him. He's, I'm a, sorry, yeah, he's, Eric. he's a great guy. He's a great I think... Eric is probably one of my, you know, really good friends on the team just because, you know, it's like making sure, you know, he's okay because, you know, he's all the way from Estonia. So yes. sure he's, doing, he's doing okay and mentally and I'm always, uh, you know, helping, helping him out no matter what. Always uh, his, you know, really good friend on the team. I mean, for him, that must must have been a sort of a tricky year, especially with the pandemic. 100%, Come, yeah. Coming over and not, obviously brand new country, new people yeah. new way of life mm-hmm. and then a pandemic hits and this is like Ugh. yeah he's a strong he's a strong kid like very very impressive very impressive though. and he scored a 98th minute winner against the rebels what, what i was sick yeah that, i was so that that game i think i was so happy you know i i, I hugged him so much and we, you know i i was just like I was, our pictures i was like i was like yo you did it bro yeah you know it was just like it was incredible. I, that was one of my probably favorite games um, to play in uh, this season, just because I was proud of him and just proud of the team and how you know we worked really hard and came over that win. Oh, it, it was just it was something else because for me it was you getting towards the end of the game and obviously we had that delay. I think with was it an injury? I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're thinking, right, last throw of the dice. Come on. That, let's have an effort and then he comes up with that and he's like yeah i mean i i had to really refrain myself from shouting out loud because i've got my little boys upstairs oh. fast asleep and i think it must have been quarter to three in the morning Dang. Over here. 
and I'm just like, oh, it's like, oh, you run outside. <sighs> oh, I, I, I would have run around the block naked. Wow, dang. If, if that was legal, I would have done that. <laughs> Wake up the whole neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but how, how nice it is, is it for this game this weekend to actually kick off at a reasonable time? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting the fact that, you know, we have to leave a, one day before. Uh, so we have to leave on Friday or tomorrow, yeah. and then we'll play the game Saturday. So we usually we leave the day of the game yeah. and get back really late. So now the game's at 4 o'clock. Um, you know, we're getting there late tomorrow at like 8.30. We'll go to sleep, wake up early, and, you know, it'll be like a regular game from last season, I guess, uh, when we yeah. travel. Yeah, because that, that, that was actually when you just mentioned that. I was going to say, aren't we supposed to be traveling there and back on the same day? But but um, yeah, but it switched to since the early since yeah. it's an early game, they want us to you know get more rest in the hotel, and make sure we're you know fine, you know ready to go. You can't argue with that. You need you okay. definitely need the rest. Yes. Right, back to team night questions. Who's the worst dancer? <clears throat> Are, are you? Are you? Is that expression for yourself there, or has someone said that was? Has someone said that was me? No. Okay. Believe it or not, um, I think the one that's come up most is Moses. I have never seen Moses dance. That's the thing. Uh, so that's... I think that was Griffin and Kevin who said that, though. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Moses too because I've never I've never seen, uh, you know, seen him dance. He's he's pretty conservative. I okay. I, I gotta I gotta watch for him. So yeah. yeah. But like you know, if, if a good song comes on, maybe he'll he'll do something, you know. But uh, it's like yeah. very, very, very conservative, which you know, it's it's good. So, are you the kind of guy? If but obviously because of your height, a little bit more rigid on the dance floor because I definitely am. Yeah, I mean, I used because you know we when I was younger, I could you know dance all the time. I was really you know agile, and and then I, I when we kept like I kept growing, um, you know, I started to get you know kind of rigid and. I had to fill out my body a little bit and, you know, lankiness. And, uh, yep. But, uh, you know, I haven't really danced in a, in a long time since, uh, <laughs> like, really, really, like, got on a dance floor and danced. But when I want to, then I'll probably, you know, you know, go down. But uh, you got to, you know, slowly get into it. I got I to gotta feel the song, and then, then I start getting into it. No. I think other players that have been mentioned for worst dancing was – Steve Birnbaum and Chris Seitz. And I think that was mainly because the dads. So the, wait, what? Because Steve they're Birnbaum. dads. So the dad dancing comes out, the little, oh. little shimmies and yeah, yeah. start coming out. and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know. I'm, I'm in that category now. Oh, oh no. Because I'm just there. I mean, to be honest, my dancing was never any good anyway, so. <laughs> I saw today, I saw Sam Leg. uh Busting some moves. Oh, in the lock. Oh, oh we, dear. Me and, me and Kevin were like, uh, but they were they weren't bad. But she's like, oh, I could see I could see Sam doing that on the dance floor. So nice. Yeah. So, I've got two more questions for you on the teammate side of things. Okay. So, in the in again in the dressing room, who's the most focused? Focused. You know, on uh, on game day or just yeah day? on game day. So you get in that dressing room, you've got your kit on. Who's there? Just sat there. 
Okay. In the uh, zone. Probably uh, Joseph Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I am. Um, big, you know, I'm pretty focused. Uh, I got my headphones in. You know, mm. just, just doing this. Uh, but usually it's Joseph. Not fair. I don't think anyone's mentioned him before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to Ooh. think back now. I know Felipe's been mentioned. Oh, okay, okay. And Bill as well. Bill, okay. Bill gets, yeah, he gets into his his routine. There's a thing about, Mm. you know, his routine and then focus, you know? Uh, And I think he's very routine with what he does. Uh, Joseph, I feel like he's really focused. Felipe is very focused and in routine. uh, Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Last one of the locker room. What's the most embarrassing thing to have happened in there? Uh, probably. If you're allowed to say it. Yeah, some of the stuff I can't say, but. <laughs> <laughs> probably like on game day where, um, you know, sometimes we have, you know, the soccer balls in the big space, the locker room, and then. Mm. Have say like the little, like a little, but uh, we'll say roller as like a bucket where you can put your dirty clothes in, and they yep. roll the bucket in the middle. And sometimes Fred gets the gets a like a soccer ball and he just shoots it in the bucket, just to get it's just for nerves. So you always see him just shoot it just to get his nerves down, you know. Um, which is an interesting thing. I've never I've never yeah. seen that, but as some of the guys do that, um, you know, just the just to see their nerves, just see their accuracy. It's it's something really, you know, interesting and different, but I can yeah. see why they do that um, in a way. So. Yeah. There we go. It's not embarrassing, but I guess it's interesting. Embarrassing I, stuff I can't tell you because that's classified. <laughs> we're going we're, we're going down that way. Always. Everything's yeah. classified. Yeah, it's classified. Right. You've passed the uh, teammate questions. We've got a couple of fan questions to go through now. Okay. Um, so first one from Brian Lake um, he is uh, obviously a DC United fan and a UMD soccer supporter as well okay. it's been he says it's been uh, a lot of fun watching you play for both thanks Brian his, his question is what's been the biggest footballing moment for you so far in your career probably uh, probably winning the national championship to be honest um you know, playing in that with, you know, the players that, you know, I played with the past three years and just, you know, being sure that they won something because some of those guys, you know, are, you know, my brothers, and, hmm. uh, you know, I respect so much. They're my, you know, diehard friends. You know, I contact them maybe every day or every week. So um, yeah. I was really happy that I was able to win the national title with them and, uh, you know, get one for Maryland um, for the whole school and the whole uh, soccer organization. Yeah. He does go on to ask, oh, okay. uh, what's better at the dining hall at UMD, chicken tenders or buffalo chicken wrap day? I think the chicken tenders. Yeah? Yeah. There you go, I Brian. Mean, I, I stopped getting dining hall food after my my freshman year. So I, mm. I, I was on scholarship. So um, I kind of took the money from the scholarship and I just started cooking. So that. <laughs> That's kind of like, you know, they had some, I remember they had some really good smoothies and chicken fingers and, you know, cookies and stuff. Ah, 
There we go. So, next question is from David Sheehan. And he asks, if there's one thing you'd ask your dad to fix at UMD, what would it be? And hmm. could he terminate the contract of Sacha Jarovsky so he's more likely to come to United? Oh, goodness. What a question. <laughs> I mean, my dad's doing a lot. You know, he's doing a great job at the university. So I got to say, you know, give him props for that. Yeah. Um, change uh i mean hopefully you can get a i think you know a stadium for for maryland maybe a new stadium uh for, mm. for soccer maybe primarily i don't know uh, and i don't think he can you know uh, fire sash and hopefully get a job at man here uh sash loves you know the environment here he's got so much history here and he's built you know a legacy so He's one of the best coaches I've ever played with. Great person, great guy, and you know he's you know, gotten gotten me to where I am now. So I wouldn't want him to leave Maryland because he could help other guys to get where they want to be. So. Yeah. Do you think he could do a job at DC United? Ooh, I think he could, but you know it's it's very it's very different in the way that he builds his teams. So. Basically, you come in and say as a freshman, and you have to learn certain things about the program and okay. say the winning ways and performance Pentagon and all these things that you have to buy in. And so mm. it's going to be hard for him to transition back to the professional because, you know, you could be here one day and gone the next. So it's going to be hard for him to preach those principles to the guys in the professional level. So that's why I think he's perfect at the college level where you can coach these kids make them to great players, great people, and, you know, hopefully great professionals. Um, and then... There you go. That was the last question. Okay. All right. Wow. How was that for you? Did you enjoy that? Oh, I, yeah. I had a great time. Honestly, that was that was really probably one of the greatest interviews I've had. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, that cool. was really fun. Right. So let's end the show then uh, because that – if, if Donnie's going to say it's the best interview ever, I'm going to go with that. Um, so thank you to everyone who's been here watching live. Uh, thank you to you who has listened in after or watched afterwards, because it's always great to see everyone joining in. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also hit the like button as well. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please uh, leave a rating and a review, because that also helps the show out too. Um, good luck at the weekend, Donny. Uh, because you know, I think I think we're going to do well. Um, after that win against Cincy, hopes are high, and I think from what I've been reading, the mood in the camp is very good as well. So right. keep morale high, stay positive. Um, exactly. Feel very good about this team, and you know, let's just kick some butt on Saturday and get the job Absolutely. done. Absolutely, let's get that win at ATL. Um, so. Thank you again for everyone to tuning in. As I said, don't forget to uh, subscribe. And until next time, vamos United. Vamos United.